For those of you who may not know, Mom has been doing a 10-week series called Better You, 10 weeks to find purpose, passion, and prosperity. And this is a continuation of the program that yep. she did that she didn't quite get to all the notes because you have so much content, <laughs> which is great, because now we have the opportunity to spill more content into this. So in case you've missed that, be sure to tune in to Make Your Day Count for week four, check your Toolbox. Check your toolbox. Yes, week four, check your toolbox. And a better use simply means if you'll do certain qualifications according to the word of God, I believe God will bring you up better in every area. It's, it's when you find your purpose and become passionate about it, I believe God prospers you in it. Prosperity is a lovely word that people think is just financial. It's not. Prosper, can mean, it means successful journey on the road of life. When we find what we're passionate about, when we find what God has for our purpose, we can prosper in that and have that successful journey on the road of life. So this is week four out of a 10-week series. And I do have toolbox and I have a very um, nice toolbox. I have lots of stuff in my toolbox. And while I was playing around with my tools in the toolbox and messing with stuff the other day, um, it was actually a while ago, God gave me the thought of what's in the devil's toolbox. The Bible says he has tricks and strategies. And he has, to me, that's a toolbox. And he's very good at it. And he has weapons against us. But the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not in our brain. They're not fleshly. They're not carnal. But they're mighty. To the pulling down of strongholds and that's anything resisting what is God's purpose for your life. So when I looked at my silly toolbox I remembered how Jesus used to use parables and those parables were very simple. He would do earthly um, stories that reflected spiritual thinking. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at this I thought how many times have we been hammered by Satan's tricks and strategies. How many times we get up and you either go to work or you go to the grocery store or you get in a line somewhere and you're, it's like you're drilled and it just keeps going and going and you hear that noise in your head and it just doesn't stop. While Satan has tools in his toolbox and we blatantly pay attention to those, they're so obvious, do we pay attention to God's toolbox? And what are the tricks and the strategies that God has to beat the devil? Um, on the program, I talked about 11 different ones. Mm -hmm. They're very simple. Um, they're using the word. They're using prophecy. They're using you know different things like that. One of the ones that I feel like is the number one thing we don't stress enough is the word of God. That's one of the tools, maybe the greatest tool in God's toolbox. Mm -hmm. And he said, we are to, in 1 Timothy 6, 12, we're to fight the good fight of our faith. That sounds lovely. But how do you fight the good fight of your faith? Only one way that I know. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. If you do not pay attention to the word of God and build yourself up in your most holy faith by using the most holy word, you're empty as you can be. How can you fight Satan's toolbox if you don't have a toolbox of your own? And it's not your own personal toolbox. It's God's toolbox. So he's given us these tools in our box but are we using them is really the question. That's the question. The box is full, it's in the garage, it's covered in dust, or if it's anything like mine, it's relatively, you know, mine shoved away as far as possible because I'm not really a tool gal and I'm, I got dad's affinity for putting things together, which is bagel. That's <laughs> not true. my calling in life. I'm Tim the tool man. But I'm sure that I'm sure I have some little tools dusted off in the corner. So if I need to do something, I take out my toolbox, dust it off, and the tools are inside. Am I equipped to use them? Am I proficient in them? No, of course not, because I don't use them. And that's the problem sometimes with 
these sort of tools as well, spiritual tools. If, if they're off in the corner and the Bible's covered in dust, are you really equipped to use it? Are you, do you know what's inside of it? Are you ready at a moment's notice to put the drill together? I mean, I can push a button, but aside from that, I really don't know what I'm doing because I'm not proficient in using the tools. But if we do the same thing with the spiritual tools that God has given us, we won't be very proficient in using them when we need them. One of the other things, Jay, that I was talking about was our confession. And, and this is a self-examination, and this is a self, oh dear, because I'm going to tell people my confession sometimes is skewed. We talk about the problem rather than use the Word of God talking to the problem. And I'm going to point fingers at the one that I think is most guilty. I do. If I see a problem, I'm a fix. Obviously, if I'm Bob the Builder, I'm a fix-it person. I am the fix-it person of the house. Is it broken? Give it to mom. She can fix anything. <laughs> my, my daughter, Chloe, when she was little tiny, had a little, I think, kindergarten writing thing. And, and it said, describe your mom and your dad. She wrote, dads are tall and moms fix things. Okay, so <laughs> that is the truth. So if I'm a fixer and it's not my job to fix it, I am going, he's laughing at us, I am going to mess it up. And if there is a job that the Word of God tells me to pray or fast or do this or do that, and I get into all about Lindsay's going to figure it out, and I start confessing the wrong thing, I confess fear, I start talking about the situation, instead of going straight to the Word of God, my confession can get out of whack really fast. And then if it gets out of whack and I go into agreement with my out of whack confession, I'm a mess. It's so easy for that to just spiral really fast. One negative confession, just one seed of doubt planted can spiral into another and then another and then another. And before you know it, you've brought on all this negativity on yourself that may not even be the situation that's in front of you, but one little negative confession just spirals into a mountain yeah. that now seems insurmountable when it wasn't in the first place, but you brought that upon yourself by confessing the negativity. You know, the word says casting down imaginations. I love to create things. I like to do things that are very festive and creative, but my creativity, as long as it's contained in the word of God, as long as it's in line in the word of God, can be a good thing. But it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If I take that creative gene that God has placed within me somewhere and I use it for negative, I can create a rotten scenario so fast. And then what have I done? I have not opened the door to the devil. I've opened the whole elevator door to the <laughs> devil and said, come on in. Let's take a ride up and let's go down. Let's go all over the place. And that's my own doing. But if I say, in the name of Jesus... I cast down that imagination in any high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and I bring into captivity. That's work. But while Satan is working against me, am I using the tools in my toolbox to work in my behalf as well as in God's behalf? Yeah. And those are things that are in the box. If you dust off the box and you look inside, you have all the tools. Do you know how to use them? Do you know how to confess in faith when life sucks? And sometimes life sucks and it's no fun, and it, you don't deserve it. You didn't do the things that someone accused you of, or you didn't deserve the things that landed in your lap. We have all been there. And sometimes it, it, there's nothing you can do in the middle of the misery to change it. But what you can do is confess, 
Confess the positive. Confess the miracle that you need in your life. Confess all of the promises that God has given us in the Word. Another tool in Another our box. Tool. Open the box. Use the stuff inside the box. And if you don't know how, become familiar with it. Probably if I worked hard enough and fiddled with this drill long enough, eventually I could figure out what it does and what I need it for and how to change out this thing in my bob, whatever it is. If I worked hard Phillip enough at it, whatever, head. like I said, this is not, this is not my area. I'm good at other and things. And that one's magnetic. Pop it out with the next line in. It's awesome. This is not my area. But I'm sure if I fiddled with it long enough, okay. Oh, there See, it goes. It's yep. magnetic. I probably, it would have taken me a really long time to figure that out. She hadn't told me, but eventually I would have. So if you fiddle with the tools, use them, learn them, you will become proficient in them. And the same is true for these. Learn the word of God, read it. Pretty simple. The Bible says that we're self-fulfilling prophecy. So what comes out of our mouth becomes prophetic word in the air, and then we walk it out. As a man thinketh in his own heart, in his own belief system, one translation says, so he becomes, but another translation says, so he walks out. And the Bible is very clear about being a prophetic act of walking out what you're believing. Timothy says you wage war. You literally wage war with prophecy. You wage war. Now, I don't have to wage war with the people, people, but I can wage war with the prophetic word. God said this about me. God spoke that into existence about me. My Bible says this. The prophetic word by a prophet X, Y, or Z spoke this over my life in harmony with the word and the will of God, and I can walk that out. Jordan's one of my best examples of that. Kenneth Copeland once said to me, you'll have children sooner than you think. What Kenneth Copeland didn't know back in July of 1980 when he prophesied that is that I had been told at least five years earlier that I'd never have children. I had all these diseases. I had this. I had that. My dad died of cancer. I can blah, 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 blah. So then five years into being married to Richard, I had two miscarriages, a dead baby, a this, a that. And I could have given up on that prophetic war, but I, uh, word, but I waged war with the devil, not people. I waged war with the devil with that prophetic word. My Bible says, Kenneth Copeland said, the word of God says, and I waged war with prophecy. And I believe that the Bible is enough information inside of us to wage war with that prophecy. God says he does nothing in the earth until he first establishes it through his prophets. And then he said, if you believe the prophets, you'll be established. You'll receive that prophet's reward. I've heard people say about prophecy and prophets, oh, that's just a bunch of, and then they say names, okay? If that's the case, then don't expect, oh, it didn't come to pass in my case. Well, of course it didn't. Hello? Well, I don't believe that, and it'll probably never happen. Surprise, you were a self-fulfilling prophecy, and it probably will never happen. But if I take the word of God and say the word of God says this, and I begin to declare it, I walk out that self-fulfilling prophecy, and we have a Bible right to put that tool in our toolbox. I think all of those tools, even you have others that you mentioned in the video earlier, but the tools you just named and how you use them together, they all went hand in hand. Mm -hmm. the, the prophecy is in the Bible, the word, which was the first tool and confessing that and becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy is the confessing of it. All the tools work together mm -hmm. to do the job that you need done, whatever that job is, it doesn't matter, the tools will work for your benefit if you dust off the toolbox and learn how to use them. And I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that this has been helpful for you. If you know somebody 
who has been watching the Better You series on Make Your Day Count. We've got a few more coming on some of the other weeks that she's got ahead. She's got some lots of notes that we're going to be excited to be sharing with you. She's a note taker and a note writer, and so we're definitely not going to get to all of it in the content of the show. So we'll have some of these after show chats after the next few weeks. So please stay tuned and subscribe and check out her Better You videos on Make Your Day Count. You can tune into the channel, you can check your local provider, or we have them on our website, oralroberts.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It's not too late to start Lindsay's series. Just go to our YouTube channel, Richard Roberts ORM, and click on playlists for the Make Your Day Count program. And you can also click on the link in the description for a free PDF download of this week's Better You show notes. It's the Better You, 10 weeks to finding purpose, passion, and prosperity. Don't miss it.